And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's going on, man? Well, I got a lot of stuff to talk about today. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time and I want to become an angel. Wait, I've already become an angel, actually. So I want to be talk more about that. Are you an angel? No, but you're definitely my angel. I mean, you're the best man at my wedding, so you've got to be that, an angel. Does that mean I'm an angel? And I think being an angel investor is sort of like being the best man of a startup. Maybe. I don't know kind of similar. I feel like, well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that and maybe whether or not being the best man at a wedding is like being an angel. And I appreciate you telling me that, you know, Valentine's Day was this week. So that means a lot to me, Matt. You know, another thing that means a lot to me is the fact that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Our Crowd. And they have, they help people invest money. And do it alongside uh, big seasoned funds. And, you know, if you wish you were in on some of the best performing IPOs of 2019 and 2020, our crowd investors were, you can join them in what's next. And with our crowd, accredited investors have access to invest directly, easily, and early. You know, you can sign up for a, a free account. There's a link in the show notes, our crowd forward slash hustle. It's a cool platform, man. I, I like anything that helps people invest in startups, which is a challenge and also what we're going to talk about. And I think it's something that, that, that you and I have a little bit of experience with. We've both invested in, or we've both been angel investors, and we'll define what that is in a second, uh, individually. And then our the business we own together, Full Scale, has also made quite a few, well, they're, they're technically probably angel, considered angel investments as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh like all angel investors, we've ha had my uh, successes and failures, so it's part of the yeah, yeah. part of the deal. And that and that's really true. So you know, when it comes to investors and getting a business started, there's you know an a the angel, and you know let's let's talk about what that is because the angel is uh, you know, you hear people say you have your angel network or you have an angel investor, but these are usually like. These are usually friends and family or people that like individuals like you and I that have the that we were often an entrepreneur or have the entrepreneurial spirit when it comes to businesses. And maybe you want to put some of that in place. So like when you think about a, quote, angel investor, what comes to mind? Well, it's it's usually somebody that's investing in seed stage businesses, early stage businesses, you know, it's it's the type of money you raise before you would go raise a larger round of money from a VC or private equity or, you know, a institutional investment. So usually it's money you're raising from rich people around town, family offices, stuff like that. Um, you know, it's usually other entrepreneurs that enjoy being angel investors, being involved in early stage companies. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of the entrepreneurs that I know, just other founders, and some of them have had, found and had success, get that bug to be an investor. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. But, you know, I think that it just kind of goes hand in hand. And for me, when it, you know, the subject here is from entrepreneur to angel, I just think it kind of goes with that spirit. I, I think another thing too is investing in companies is a lot less work than starting them. Well, it can also absolutely, but it can also be a lot of um, a lot of effort to invest in them too, to do due diligence and communicate with them, and then deal with tax returns from them and like. All of that crap too. I mean, especially if you're really wealthy and you're like investing 20 grand in this thing, like it ain't worth my time to have a conversation with these people every quarter about the 20 grand I gave them. Like, no. So that's where actually platforms like our crowd would be really helpful. It's like, I just want to throw a bunch of money in things and just make it easy. Somebody, somebody make it easy for me to do this. And that's why angel, angel groups are popular. Like in Kansas city, there's mid America angels and there's angel groups all over the country. Right. Those make it a lot easier. I just show up, somebody presents, I say, I like it, I don't like it, I'm going to invest five grand or whatever the number I want to invest, and then I walk away. And somebody else does yeah, all the work, they do all the diligence, right? Like, But without all that stuff, being an angel investor can be a lot of work. A lot it can be actually be super risky too, because yeah. the, you know, now, now there's one thing and, and I want to bring this up. So whether you're an entrepreneur that that is wanting to make angel investment or a company that's seeking it or someone that wants to use a platform like our crowd, there's a term called accredited investor. And yeah. this is an important threshold because especially if you're a startup founder, um, you know, you, if you're out, you're, when you're selling shares in your company, those are classified as securities. Now, mm -hmm. look, I'm not an expert on this and I'm not a licensed broker or dealer of these services. So I'm just kind of reading the facts here, but to be an accredited investor, and that's actually what our crowd. So if you're an accredited investor, you can, you can make investment through our crowd and they, they do it a little different. It's not as, as much as angel stuff. It's like they mm -hmm. find invest companies and then they have other other uh, funds that have made investments. So they have a small slice of, of equity that they can help. Yeah. And, and, and the cool part about that, I think that's awesome because you normally as an angel investor don't get that kind of access to be in these really premier things. So a lot yeah. of the angel stuff that I'm in or like you're in and other people are in, or I mean, really, well, often really early stage stuff. It's like someone needs 25, 50 grand, something like that. And you kind of boost them and help them get it started. It's not companies like, well, I mean, some of the things like with our crowd, like they have a company right now called NanoLock. And that's one of the, the, uh, the things that they're pushing right now. And then it's like getting millions of dollars worth of, mm -hmm. of, of capital. And that's not always the case. So uh, let's talk about what an accredited investor is because the, the thresholds are, they're pretty simple to qualify for. And on a, on a simplistic level, you, as long as you're, you're asking those that invest in your company, if they're accredited, it's basically a simple check, check sheet. You're kind of up to them. But uh, so that's defined. And this is the actual SEC. So the S Security and Exchange Commission, uh, accredited investor is a natural person, meaning not a fund. Uh, whose individual net worth or joint net worth with that person's spouse exceeds $1 million. And that can't include the value of your home. And it can also be, once again, a natural person who has an excess of $200,000 in uh, uh, income in each of the two most recent years or 300000 
in a joint return. So, you know, some of the some of the things that that the reason for that is I think the SEC or the IR, you know, the, the governing bodies of the stuff make some assumptions that uh, that those that have that kind of net worth, uh, well, A, they can maybe absorb the risk a little more, and then mm -hmm. maybe they have a little more sophistication when it comes to investing money or capital. And then I think another thing, too, is if that didn't exist, it would cut off a huge, a huge pipeline of early stage money that you don't find on Crunchbase and listed everywhere else. Because, like, I mean, that's like... I well, and I don't, I don't remember what the statistics were, but... The vast majority of, of money raised is from friends and family and angel investors. It's not from VCs. It's friends and family yeah. and angels. Yeah. And that and that's oh, the yeah. most critical money that that needs to be raised for early stage companies. There's a lot of companies if they raised 100 grand or 500 grand, that might be all all the money they ever need to raise. They don't need to go raise millions of dollars from some VC. And sometimes that the those angel investments like, you know, and we've talked talked about this in other episodes and I, I once made a, an investment in a company that moved fitness equipment and did really well. Now, in that case, uh, they needed a different set of resources. Yeah, they needed a little bit of money. They needed help buying a moving truck. I had a warehouse and a building that I owned and like a whole bunch of other stuff. So sometimes angel investment can come in forms other than cash. And that's actually what we've done at full scale. And that's where we use. So, so we, we don't write checks. We write code for people. Mm -hmm. And we've got a number of portfolio companies that, so the nature of our business at full scale is, you know, we right now employ 180 software developers and they're not always, they're not always working directly with the client. So we found some ways to peel off some of that uh, excess capacity and put it into things that are entrepreneurial. Some of the companies are killing it. Some of them are, are, getting there and you never know but that was that was an entrepreneur to angel move if i've ever heard of one yeah absolutely and for us it makes a lot of sense if we have excess capacity and and team members that can do the work i mean it's a great great utilization of our team to help those companies too so, you know, one, one of the things when it comes to if you're an entrepreneur and you want to become an angel, like, I mean, yeah, sure. You have stuff like our crowd, but when it comes to like these angel networks, like you had mentioned, I, a lot of those are springing up and those are, those are kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know how to phrase it. It's like power in numbers. You know, you have these groups of people that they'll listen to pitches as groups and they operate as groups and mm -hmm. here's company X that wants to raise $200,000 in seed capital. And some of those, some of those angel groups will put money in, well, the, the individual people in them. So what do we have? We have mid, what is it? Mid America angels, mid America angels well known here, in, here in Kansas city. Have you haven't you presented to them at one point or were you in the group or both? Um, Stackify actually raised money from them. Okay. So, so like, yeah. what did that process, like, what did that process look like? And we don't have to talk about the specifics of the money or anything, but like, how did that work? Uh, we went in and presented to the group. Um, they also have a couple other regional groups. So I had to travel to some other nearby cities that were kind of, uh, you know, um, additional smaller offshoot groups. So I went and met with all of them. And, and basically, yeah, you, you meet with all of them and each person says, oh, I want to invest $1,000 or $5,000 or 10 or 20, whatever they feel comfortable in. And then, you know, you get enough people that say, yeah, we want to do the deal. We want to do a minimum number together, pulled together. And then they do some due diligence and um, that's it. They write a check. And then we actually went back to them and they did some follow-on funding too. 
Yeah. And that, and so, it, so the members of that group, and there might be, I don't know, like 40 or some, you yeah. know, that are in there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of them will write a check and some of them won't. And some of them have different levels of comfort. Now, what about something like our crowd? Have you ever done any investing through something like that? No, I haven't. Um, I have invested through some angel groups, but not like our crowd. And I've never used any crowdfunding stuff either. But I really like what our crowd does. You know, if they can, uh, especially if they can give you uh, special access to investments you can't get access to any other way. So that's really cool. Um, anything that can um, get you access to stuff like that, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, the way that that platform works is you don't have to write huge checks either. I mean, you can yeah. come in at different levels and kind of and kind of kind of spread the cheese around a little mm -hmm. bit. You know, I think that's cool. And it's one of the things that that over as the, the years have gone by, we're seeing some really clever and interesting things that come up that provide capital, not only for entrepreneurs that want to be angels, but entrepreneurs that need angels. And yep. I mean, 10 years ago, I mean, some the, the, most of this, I mean, this stuff didn't exist. Like you either yep. got some angel money or you had, and you know, that's another thing too, is like the number of funds and things that are out there has just really exploded in the, in, in its overall numbers. Like I was, uh, have a guest on on the show, a guy named Ron Shigeta, who's invested in 70 different startups and been involved with like 100 of them. And, and he was talking about you know, he's old, Matt, he's like me, he's old. So he was talking about remembering when there was only 20 or 30 VCs. Wow. And now and dude, now there's like, and, and it, there's, there's so many of them, people can't count, dude, there's oh, like yeah. 5000 funds out there. Yep. And it's, uh, it's confusing, man. So, well, you know, <laughs> well, and there's a lot of the other thing is even within angel investors, there's a lot of different kinds of angel investors, right? You've got individuals that, you know, they they take some of their extra money they make throughout the year and they'll invest 25 grand here, 50 grand here, whatever it is, you know, they might have a really good job, but they just enjoy the startup stuff. So they, they'll write some smaller checks once in a while, right? Then you've got the bigger fish. You've got people that are like, uh, um, family offices or somebody who's uh, managing like a huge family fund. Like I, one of, one of the people I met with here in Kansas city was from uh, one of the well-known families that had uh, made a bunch of money and other stuff and had never invested in technology before. And they were trying to invest in technology and, and they, they were joining some of these kind of angel groups and trying to, you know, understand the community. But the thing is you've got different sizes of fish, right? Like, the, the big family offices, they don't want to write checks for 10 grand or 50 grand, maybe not even 100 grand. They might want to write check for a million because they might have like a billion dollars that they need to do something with. They aren't going to mess around with 10 grand like that. That even that's a rounding error to them. Right. And so you got different levels of fish. You got different levels of fish that you're dealing with here. Right. You got the little sharks and the big sharks. They're all sharks. Um, and so you got just all sorts of different angels all over the board from family offices and stuff. Even in Kansas City, we have Mid-America Angels, but then we have another angel group that's bigger that's for the big sharks. So there, there's like the big shark group and even the little shark group. Like the big shark group, you got to write like 200 grand check. So you just, and every city has these different groups and you got to tap into them. And a lot of times you don't even know they exist. And some of them start well, as like, that, that's what I, that's what I was just going to say, man, like the the so it, here in Kansas City, if you were to Google like venture funds, you'll come up with five, maybe seven. And that represents the small piece of the pie. 
because so, the real yeah. money is the real money is out there in family offices. And let's talk yep. so Matt, what is it? What's a family office? Because you kind of described it, but like, what is it for real? Uh, so let's let's take the Deffenbaugh family as an example. So Deffenbaugh here in Kansas City, uh, they they do trash and recycling and stuff, right? And it, it sold, I, I, I guess, to waste management. So Deffenbaugh was a huge success. Um, guy had a tragic accident, all the stuff he died, whatever. Anyways, the Deffenbaugh family today probably manages hundreds of million dollars or something, right? And they've got all kinds of kids and children and all this stuff. What do you do with all the money? Where do you invest it, right? They're not going to invest all in the stock market. They're going to invest it in a lot of different things. And so usually somebody in the family, you know, maybe who goes to college and studies finance or whatever may work in the family office or they may hire professional CFOs or whatever to work in the professional office and manage all of their investments. And if you've got a really wealthy family with, you know, tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars, it makes sense that the family kind of has their own CFO that manages all the investments, real estate, stocks, startups, you know, oil and gas, like all the different things. And somebody's got to manage all the crap. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of that's diversification. Um, you know, like you can put X amount of money in the stock market and do different things. And some of this is just a, a, a diverse, like just trying to, to, to diversify. Now over the last, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years, a lot of these, you know, they, a lot of these investors and these family offices and our farm, they are almost always former entrepreneurs or descendants of, mm -hmm. and, you know, they're used to doing entrepreneurial things and they want to be rock stars when it comes to the returns, you know, like, I mean, I hate the fact that a 14% return on your billion dollars would not be enough, but you know, they, 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 but they've gotten a lot more adventurous. Um, stock market returns are all over the place and there's good years and bad years. And, you know, some of that just doesn't excite these people the same way it does. So now, Matt, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit more, but I want to give everyone a quick reminder that today's episode is brought to you by Our Crowd. They help accredited investors invest alongside big funds. You can check out NanoLock. It's the only device level pr protection that has near zero power requirements and is agnostic to operating systems. Our crowd's investment professionals leverage their extensive network of reviews and some of the most promising and private companies and startups in the world. They do in-depth due diligence. And if you're an accredited investor, you can join Our Crowd. Go to ourcrowd.com forward slash hustle. So you talk about the diligence side of it. And that's like, whether it's a family office or an angel group or whatever, that's why when you get away from that stuff and you're just like, and I've seen a few people like, because technically if you ever make an investment in any company, you're an angel investor at some forms. But a lot of people get out of their depth and- um, you know, I've, I've known, I've known a few, just had a few acquaintances or family friends or whatever that kind of bet the farm on shit they didn't understand and lost it. Well, and I, I, yeah. th that's, that's where this is like groups, like whether it's an angel group or our crowd or something like that is, is that, that level of diligence and maybe helping you understand what you're going into, or maybe even just standing you up aside other investors. So your money isn't in there naked by itself. Well, that, that's the biggest mistake most angel investors make. They make one big investment in one thing and then it fails and then they lose it all and then they don't do any more investments, right? The best thing you can do is spread it around. You do a lot of small investments and you spread it around just like a VC or somebody else would, right? You know, one or two will have big results, three or four will fail and three or four will just kind of flop around and sort of have some success. 
And you just gotta hope you just gotta hope you have that one or two that are really good. But you're gonna expect a lot of failures. It's gonna mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, and that's been and that's been that is your approach as an investor. I mean, you've peppered around quite a few yeah. little investments, and and then some of them gain traction. Maybe you put a couple more bucks in. You yep. uh, you know you you, you tranche up. You, and yep. so one of the things too that I think when you talk about going for what I enjoy about the investments that I've made myself from entrepreneur to angel, and also the ones we've done at full scale, and I think this is a really common thing with angel type investors is they like to actually be involved a little bit. Like it doesn't mean like you're showing up and working every day, but like, well, let's talk about a few of these, you know, cause like even our investments, let's just talk about the ones at full scale, like Divi HQ. All right. Divi HQ is a content marketing platform done really well, has, has a lot of revenue. Um, and you know, in that regard, that was that was uh, that investment had less risk for us because they were already a little further down the road. And then we did other things like you have things like healthy hip hop or mixtape, which are really, really early mm-hmm. in their revenue creation and whatever. And they present a lo- diff- different level of risk, but a maybe a higher upside. So. Um, but with that, you know, and, and you and I have acted for or worked as well, we'll be advisors sometimes and give sure. input and, and, and provide value that quite honestly might be worth like, would you rather what do you want, Matt? Do you want my money? Or do you want my interest in you being successful? Yeah, I mean, your connections and network industry experience, all of those things can be more valuable than the money you put in. And that that's right. the big thing to think about with angel investors. And you could also like, you don't want to take money from like your mom's weird brother or something. And he's like calling you every day. want to know how things are going and when are you going to sell the company for a trillion dollars and when's he going to get his money back? Like there's that side of it too. But the, a lot of angel investors can be really strategic. It's like take me, for example, there's been a couple companies that approached me that are in automotive. They're like, Hey Matt, you know, the automotive industry really well, you might be able to help us. Would you like to invest? Whatever. And Honestly, I haven't been that involved in the companies, but every once in a while they reach out and they want some help or guidance or whatever, and I help them. And those kinds of angel investors that have some kind of industry experience or connections is the best kind to get. Yep. Yep. And and for those of you that, that aren't aware, Matt's original company or first company, Ben Solutions, was it became a titan in the uh, in the automotive tech industry, and you know had a had a healthy exit with that. But I mean, that's you know being your business partner at full scale, like that's even trickled down to us. You know, like I run into that, and and we've had you know companies that are from the automotive industry, yeah, because they they just you know and like and and some of that too. You talking about making investments is. When you're an entrepreneur and then you become an angel, like you said, if you have industry specific experience, like, well, it makes it easier to make the investment because you kind of get it, you know, you kind of yeah. get it. And that's like, like with mixtape or healthy hip hop, like I worked in and around music and live events for 15 years. I wrote a book on the subject. So like when it comes to like an understanding of certain things, uh, you know, different entrepreneurs really become natural angels to try to help you move forward. Like, and, and I say I worked in the music industry. Well, I, I've worked in, in with Yamaha and Roland, which are basically 90% of the music industry. Now, that was 15 years ago, but those people I worked with 15 years ago now run those companies. So when it comes to getting, you know, like that's that whole, that question. And I think if you are, seeking an angel investment, if you can find the right entrepreneur 
that's also going to be your angel. It's like, who can you get me? Like, can you accelerate my path to doing something? And that's invaluable. That's really invaluable. All right. So so did you have any other comments there? Well, I was going to say, and as the investor, a lot of times you're betting on the jockey, right? And so when you're trying to figure out who to invest in, a lot of times, like take the guys from Divi as an example, I had breakfast with them. I'm like, these guys are smart. I like them. They, yep. They're going to be successful. Yep. I can just tell. And that, But sometimes you meet with other people and you're like, this this person's a moron. Like there's no way in a million years I would give them money. But it's, but it's also really hard as an angel investor to invest in things you don't understand or you're not passionate about. Um, and I've been pitched on some ideas before and I'm like, I just don't understand this. It's just I'm not passionate about this thing, right? And a lot of times it's like, say, for example, real estate investments. I'm like, I never invested in real estate. So when people pitch me that, I'm like, I just not interests me but when it comes to software it really helps a lot if you're if you're working with an investor that understands the space and they're passionate about what it is that you're doing that really helps a lot so there's another type of investment that i like as an angel that um is is things that trigger other things so uh, Matt, you and I both live in the state of Kansas, and Kansas has this really interesting uh, tax credit system called Angel Investment Credits, and it's really easy to apply and get approved. And it, and if the company you're investing in is also improve, uh, approved, you can make like a, you can make up to a fifty thousand dollar investment and get twenty five thousand dollars of tax credits back. And the reason mm-hmm. that I like that kind of stuff and there and look, you know, it's out there. You just got to look for it and understand it because at that point, that $50,000, you just hedged it. Like you yes. got 25K yes. of that back. And there's a big and, difference between a tax credit and a deduction. Like that's yes. like straight up cash. And in that case, you can even sell them. I helped my friend sell his, his tax credits to and, another friend of mine. And, and they were saying few. I did a few investments I never would have did without the tax credits because mm-hmm. yeah, they, they really reduce the risk. Um, and you know, wherever you, you know, if you're listening to this, wherever you live, you know, check the local city, state, County, whatever, and see what kind of incentives they have. Um, cause a lot of times they have them now with COVID, maybe that's impacted some budgets and things like that. But like in, in Kansas, we've had Kansas angel taxes, uh, tax credits in Missouri, there's MTE, right? MTC. MTC, sorry. But that's not but yep. that's not that's not a credit. It's not the same kind of credit. So it, in that case, your investment will unlock another matching investment. So that's another form of triggering. Yeah. So there's a lot of funds and things that that they these businesses and startups they funds. get approved. They get approved for up to X amount. And so we've triggered those too. You know, yeah. we've helped to unlock funds and different things. And but where those our investment matching. coming in gets another match. But that's yes. good. Yeah, those really help a lot too because you know you're putting in a hundred grand or whatever, but then you know they're going to get another hundred grand from the the state. So, you know, yeah, that's not a direct credit to me, but it it lessens my risk just a little bit because I know they're getting some additional money. So that's good. Yep. So another thing with angel investment, whether you're the one investing or receiving investment, is it can happen quickly. I mean, it could theoretically it happen right now. Like you and I could come to an agreement. I could drive over to your house. You could sign paperwork, give me a check and, and, and we're off and running. And yep. it, where, where funds and other stuff like, oh man, it's excruciatingly painful. Hang on, hang and, on. Uh, next Thursday, we got to meet with the investment committee 
and then I'll follow up with you and let you know if we have any interest. Yeah, and then that usually happens again, 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 and again. And that's one of the mistakes that I think a lot of early stage companies make is they, they A, think it'll be easy to raise money and they uh, then think it'll be fast. And, you know, we've seen people right in front of us, Matt, and they're like, how much, you're like, how much runway do you have? And they're like, six weeks. I'm like, do you have money? Do you have capital coming in? Well, we've been talking to a lot of people about it. And I'm just sitting there thinking, man, you're fucked. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know, like unless it's angel money, you gotta, you're going to yep. have a hard time. Yeah. So, angel investors can move really fast, really, really fast. So, yeah. So a, another thing too, is like, it's always a good idea to look in like a lot of people, uh, dude, I, I have, edu- I have educated people that about Kansas angel tax credits that, and I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but there are a few. And these are people that should know, like people that like work for the government and and other stuff i'm like how is this how do i know about this and you don't but that's because i'm an entrepreneur that's turned into an angel maybe but uh by the way if you want to look for that stuff you can usually start there's like departments of commerce uh and just like like different biz dev kind of things like actually another one of our supporters on startup hustle tv is uh economic development corporation of kansas city or launch kc as we often know them and the and those kind of entities, uh, we've actually had the uh, man. I forgot the name of it. There's another fund on the Kansas side of things. The the is it the Fountain Innovation Fund, and that's a matching fund too. And that that is formed through basically uh, what's the God, I, I I'm just struggling for the for the names, but uh, uh, the, you know they're they're in the business of, of starting startups basically. They're mm-hmm. economic development, and you look for they're everywhere, man. They're everywhere because mm-hmm. a lot of tax money on the state and federal level goes in to support these things so they can help you find and make better investments. All right. Yep. So a few things is like, you know, when it comes to why angel investors can be critical, I mean, honestly, the name angel investor, I mean, they kind of come down from heaven and save you sometimes. Um, and you know, the, but when it comes to the word angel, like you talk about betting on the jockey and, I mean, Matt, there's a lot of people that we know really well that if we had a new venture and we wanted to start, they would they would probably they would most likely be really good angel candidates because we have made a lot of deposits with them. And I don't mean financially, but I just meant like building and generating street cred, people that, you know, and like so that angel network is and like I said, it can really you can tap into it in ways that are more than just cash. So. Um, you know, another thing too, is like the angels are usually in that, in that pre-seed and seed rounds, which are the earliest stages. And those are the hardest deals to get from institutional investors. And another thing too, is like, if you're chasing 50 grand and it takes you seven months to close that deal. Uh, well, the, the hard part is, and, and most people who are listening to this are probably thinking like, I don't know any wealthy people that can write a check for 50 grand or a hundred grand. Okay. You might be surprised. Okay. You don't, (laughs) Yeah. but what you got to do is start networking. You got to start talking to people and talk to so-and-so who knows so-and-so who knows so-and-so. And And next thing you know, you start talking to a couple of people who can write those checks. Trust me. And they know a lot of other people that can write these checks. And a lot of times they'll go in together on these things, right? Like if I had some really good deal, I'd go to you and like, Hey, you want to throw a couple dollars in this? This looks like a good one. 
right? And that's that's how this gets done. You just got to get started. You got to network and go find some people. And if they're not interested, like, hey, do you know anybody who would be interested in this? I'm trying to do this thing in this industry. Do you know anybody who has experience in this industry that would want to help me? Yada, yada, yada. And you got to hustle. Yeah. And, you know, I think you have a really good point. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, I know and we know a bunch of different people who do kind of form a posse of sorts, a check yeah. writing posse. Yep. And, you know, and, and by the way, they're all, they're all entrepreneurs or former entrepreneurs. Uh, I don't, do you ever stop being an entrepreneur? Are you a former entrepreneur? Cause I don't, I think that's kind of like alcoholism or something. You're always an entrepreneur and you can never get rid of it. Um, I'll always be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I know. I think about that. Like, yeah, even like the lemonade stand that my daughter and I will open. And you know what? We'll probably go global knowing her. She's a good salesperson. It's true. It's yeah. true. All right. So, you know, a couple other things when it comes to just critical things about angels. And, you know, we talked about the the high risk and the high return that a lot of them are looking for. And that usually is going to equate to you having to give up. You're, you're not going to get your best valuation and that and no. that like pre-seed round and you know and like it's because it's the riskiest money and it's like i mean all right so matt hey you've had you've had have you had angel investments flop because i have absolutely i've had them flop but you know i always tell people too the first person who invested money in vin solutions got a hundred to one return so you know what you win some you lose some what the what Hundred one. Yep. That's good. That's that's like one. VC returns, man. That's VC yeah. returns. So, have you had any? Uh, do you have any? Have you had any investments that have have had a yield? That uh, honestly, of my angel investments, not a lot of them. I've had a lot more luck uh, investing through private equity. So I gave money to a private equity firm, and then they, you know, deploy the capital. I've had a lot of success with that. So obviously they do a better job of picking deals than I do, <laughs> which is the same value that somebody like our crowd would bring, right? Like they're picking Dude, the better deals. It's the diligence. Yeah, yeah it's oh, the yeah. diligence. And that that's the hard part though about being the on the investor side of things is like, you do look at any of the investors or any of the, excuse me, any of the venture capital type investors or people that work with or around funds. Dude, they're, they see 150, they see 150 deals to maybe write a check for one. Yep. And yeah, you know, I was just re just recording an episode with a, a VC the other day, and he told me he's like, "We'll write five or six checks this year." So yeah, where angel you know, investors that's, that's, are a little more like Oprah, we're like, "You get some money, and you get some money, and you get some money," and they were all bad <laughs> investments at the time. But we don't know; we don't be. know what's good or what's bad, and we just throw money around. <laughs> So we're, we're going to wrap up here in just a second and do the founder's freestyle. Matt and I'll give you a little bit of advice, both as entrepreneurs and as angels. Before we do that, I want to once again, give a big thanks to our crowd for helping us bring you today's episode. Today, you can join our crowd's investment in NanoLock Security. It's a company offering IoT cyber protection, including billions of low-end devices that other technologies can't protect. NanoLock is the only device-level protection that has zero power requirements and is agnostic to the operating system. You can still get in early. It's like it's free to join the our crowd account. They have a really cool platform, our crowd dot com make sure you put the forward slash hustle on it so they keep they know that you signed up or just go sign up and check out their platform like just there's a link in the show notes it's cool like i was impressed and i'm hard to please man i'm getting old and cranky so when i say i thought it was all right it usually was now 
Matt, as far we'll do that, we're going to do the double headed founders freestyle here, both as an entrepreneur and an angel. What advice are you giving based on the investment or getting investment discussion today? Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, if I go back to Vin Solutions days, right? Like we were in automotive. And so the thing we did early on was like, hey, we need to find the car dealers that can help us, or we need to find people who worked in the automotive industry that can help us. And that's where we found our some some early stage capital when we needed it and key hires and 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 partners. And you know, if you're an early stage company and you need to raise money, um, looking to angel angel investors is the way to go, but try to find people that have had success in your industry. Go find people on LinkedIn that sold some company in your industry or whatever it is and see if they're like, hey, you want to do this again? You know, I'm, I'm doing something kind of similar. You have some experience, you know, whatever. And uh, that's the way to go. And, and if you really don't know where to start, find the angel groups, talk to them. But you know what? It's a competition. They're not going to allow just everybody to come in to pitch. They're going to they're going to pick the, the best startups there is to pitch to the group. So you may not make the cut. You're going to have to keep working and getting more traction and all that stuff before you may even make the cup before they'll, they'll come let you pitch. So on the on the other side, mm-hmm. if you want to invest, um, honestly, investing in, in companies one-off by themselves is a huge pain in the ass. And I personally would much rather invest through funds like a Mid-America Angel, like an angel group or our crowd. I actually absolutely love what our crowd is doing. Give me access to invest in things. Or... Um, you know, if it's really strategic and you're an industry that you know, then then that may make sense as well, or simply investing like through private equity. I mean, as a potential investor, you've got all these different these different options, but it's a lot of work to deal with individual investors and all their stuff and whatever. It's a lot easier to go to these groups to, to invest through the groups. Yeah, and that's like the power of the hive mind. So uh, do you want me to start as the, Matt, I'll let you choose. Would you like me to start as the angel or the entrepreneur? I think you're an entrepreneur first. True, very true. I think as an entrepreneur, I think looking for angels first is is very is a smart decision. And trying to find people that have an interest in you being successful, like people that really believe in you. And if you find that mm-hmm. there's, it's very empowering and it's, and it's also like, look, entrepreneurship is a lonely journey and uh, no one understands entrepreneurs more than other entrepreneurs and they're the value and the, the overall experience by having those that understand what you're going through. And then honestly, someone just to call and well, we have like our fictional tears and beers club, Matt, like, I mean, like you get it. Like I can call you up and be, dude, I, this is killing me. And you're like, look, I've been through this before and this is something that helped. And like, oh, wow. You know, cause you've done it, you mm-hmm. know, or like, and we've, we've done that with each other and you can bounce, you can find strengths. And if you can find an angel that is good at the stuff you're not good at, oh yeah, that's even better. And that's, that's something. And then really the third part of that is if you can find an angel, someone that's going to put money into your company and actually do something to help it be successful, like put you in front of accounts or other investors or any of it, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I mean, now as far as investment goes, Matt, I think you nailed it right on the head. It's like, 
Okay. And I've, I don't know, man, I, I have like no interest in doing one-off investments right now because they are a pain in the ass. You talk about even like trying to track down your K1 forms and all this oh other crap God. and, and it's gotta be worth it. And also, you know, from the angel side, be careful of who you're investing in and what they want and expect out of you. Cause it might turn into a really weird experience. You know, it's like, Hey, I'm writing you a check for 50 grand, but that doesn't mean you can call me every 19 minutes because I just don't have the bandwidth for that. So some of that I think is mitigated. Like, dude, that's why I think our crowd's cool. Cause if you wanted to make a, I don't know, like a $20,000 investment in nano lock 10 years ago, that would have been swallowed up with legal and they probably wouldn't even have wanted the money because it wasn't enough to swallow up any of the rounds. So I think there's really cool stuff that's out there. Once again, our crowd, dot com forward slash hustle and then overall i just like really know what you're getting into as an investor like most investments and in companies fail they do it's just the way it goes so if you're not ready to i mean they they say at the casino you should never bet what you're not willing to lose yep. and it's the same thing so if you're if you're making bets that you can't that you can't float that can get you in trouble. And then another thing too, is most of the time, especially with the earliest stage, the earliest stages, these things just don't come to maturity very quickly, Matt. I mean, for the people we know that have exited companies, they're usually doing that in like year six, seven or 10, or, you know, in that ballpark, it's usually, it's not 18 months later. Uh, so, I mean, that's what, that's one of the things that I think that I don't know. Do you got anything else? Any other closing arguments, sir? I, I got a couple final thoughts to, uh, piggyback on what some of what you said, the most important things that entrepreneurs need is mentors, right? And so if an angel investor can also be a mentor, that's great. But if nothing else, if you're if you're listening to this, the first thing you need to find is mentors. Uh, mentors are, are super important. The other thing that I would be really careful about is potential investors or angel investors that are going to over promise, but not deliver. They're like, hey, uh, give me like 40% of your company and I'm going to do all these things for you. And then they don't do shit, but you gave them all your company because you thought they were Mr. So-and-so. It's like being on Shark Tank, you know, and you got Kevin O'Leary is going to invest and you're going to give them all the company. And then they don't do anything, right? That can happen. So you got to be careful too with these angel investors and and they may promise you the world and watch out for that too. And one, one way to check up on that is ask them, have you invested in any other companies? And if they haven't, well, then they're kind of a newbie to it. And if they have, call the, call, call the founder, call someone and ask him, say, what's it like to have Matt as an investor? And trust me, they'll tell you. Yep. And they'll structure the deal they'll with either, some they'll... performance in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the last thing we should probably mention. And, you know, good fences make good neighbors. And uh, like Matt said, if some of its performance and defining what that is and what that level of participation is and like no handshake deals, people, no handshake yeah. deals, write contracts that write contracts and make deals that account for good scenarios and bad. And then you'll be happy because one of the two is going to occur and you will be in good shape either way. Matt, speaking of good shape, I'm going to go get some exercise. So I'm in great shape. I'll catch up with you next time. Thank you. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.